Welcome back to Quantum Leap. We're the podcast that explores how we achieve new heights in leadership, business, and our lives. I'm David Wolf, here again with my partner in crime and the Quantum Leap catalyst, Terry Ostroviak. Terry, always great to be here. Good to be talking to you as well, David. Thank you. Always great. This is a phenomenal series. I hope those of you that are uh, listening enjoy. And Terry, for those who hear uh, these sessions and would like to contact you, of course, they can do it through uh, the, the website, quantumleapcatalyst.com. Is there an email that we can use for them? Yes, terry at qlcat, which is just a, an abbreviation to make it easier. Terry at qlcat.com. The other alternative is to go to LinkedIn. You can pick up information about me from there as well. Exactly. Terry Ostroviak. It's O-S-T-R-O-W-I-A-K. For today's episode, we were talking about the process that I'm in. Let's uh, lay the groundwork for this, Terry. Uh, uh, Very early in the the arc of my coaching sessions with you on Quantum Leap, we administered a test. So talk a little bit about this assessment, and uh, that way we can contextualize what, what that is and fold it into the Quantum Leap process and the coaching that you do. Well... Part of it is just simply to talk about how people think, and it's a, it's a profile that helps people to understand the thinking process. It's not a personality test or, or, or an intelligence test of any kind, but it tells people how they think about things. And the value of that is if we understand how we think about things and we get an understanding of the context around that, it means that we'll understand other people better. And that means that we can connect with them more easily because we understand that part of it. The other part of the process is learning to understand what drives us, what values we've got, and to understand how we work optimally. So let me give you an example. For instance, some people like to work in a very structured environment. They need to know what's coming ahead. Um, And if they're in a spontaneous environment or they're in a crisis of some kind, they may not handle that situation as well. So if we know that about ourselves and we're talking with people that have got a a similar kind of uh, drive, it's very easy. But when people have got different drives, that makes it a bit harder. Mm. So identifying these things is part of that process of being a successful person in business, and that is to know what drives us and what drives the people around us so that we can tune into them more effectively. Let me give you an example, for instance. Um, One time, many years ago, um, I was very friendly with Earl Nightingale when he was still alive and his wife, Diana, and he talked about an interesting concept which said there are he said there are two kinds of people in this world. There are river people and there are others. And I said, Well, what do you mean exactly by that? He said river people are born with innate skills that are so blindingly obvious that they know exactly what they're gonna do in their lives. It would be almost ridiculous for them not to do that. A good violinist, for instance, or a great tennis player or a wonderful athlete knows what they were put on this earth for. And they move in that direction without even thinking about it. It sounds as though it's much easier for them, and it probably is. On the other hand, they're bound to that uh, resource that that they've been provided with. It's probably genetic, um, and and then the rest of it is developed through family and uh, growing up nature versus nurture. 
On the other hand, the 99% of us who are not born with that particular uh, characteristic, and so we have to do something different. And he said, those people create goals. And he said, we, that's the way that we need to be operating. We need to be seeing what's ahead of us and set goals for ourselves. So when we were talking the other day, David, you said that you like to know what's coming up, particularly if it's in a musical environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you can w- work towards a specific goal and you're more comfortable in that area. And yet there's some people that will just respond to the moment instinctively. Now, if there are two different types of people in a, in, in a, in a team, for instance, or numbers of different people with different talents like that, we need to know that about them in order to work with them more effectively. And if we talk about creating quantum leaps in our lives, that type of intelligence, and uh, I don't mean intelligence in the you know, IQ intelligence, I'm talking about having that information about ourselves, that inside track into what we are best at makes a huge difference in speeding up the process for ourselves or not wasting the talent. Over the years, I've seen people, I mean, I was a very keen tennis player for many years, played tournament tennis um, in, 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 in South Africa and even in the Netherlands. And uh, it was a very important part of my life. And occasionally I would come across highly talented tennis players who were magnificent and who could do what they wanted to do but were not focused on utilizing their specific talent. Yes, Maybe they, weren't, maybe they weren't excited about that area. They wanted to try something else. Nothing wrong with that. But it seemed a waste to me to, for somebody to have that talent and not utilize it effectively. Really, that was the point that I was making. Now, the interesting thing happened the other day. My, 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 my oldest granddaughter, who's about 15 at the moment, uh, is on a summer school at the moment for drama and acting. And I said, how's it going with you? Uh, I, I fetched her, actually, from, from, the, from the theater that she was working on. It was a program for the, for the summer from eight, nine in the morning through till five and very tiring. She said, you know, I, I'm doing a lot of stuff that I already know. And so it's not that exciting for me. And so we had a bit of a chat about it. And I said, you know, not everything in our lives is going to be exciting all the time. We live in an, in, in an age of instant gratification, uh, particularly in the United States. And if, unless our, our sort of interests or our curiosity or our inquisitiveness is being tapped in some way, we often feel that there's something missing. We need to be doing something more exciting than we're doing. But a lot of becoming successful is just a grind, meaning put our heads, putting our heads down and just working at it. Now, obviously, if we're very passionate about something, we'll override that feeling. So I had a chat with her and I said, you know, I, I mean, I, I said to her, look, I may just be imposing on this. I don't mean to be imposing my, my values on you. But you know that in every single situation in our lives, there is always something that we can learn from every experience. When two people go to a, a movie together, very often you'll find that one person loves it and the other person hates it. How is it possible that two people at the same time watching the same movie could have such different opinions about it? So I said to her, 
what is the value of you doing some of the drills or the exercises that you're doing in, 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 in the theater, in this acting process that you're so excited about that may not be exciting for you? And she said, well, you know, if I'm practicing some of the things that I already know and I'm doing it again and again, the chances are it will become more instinctual for me and I will do it normally and naturally. And I said, yes, that's probably what, it is, what it's all about. So I said, what did you learn other than that from this experience? Even although it wasn't exciting for you and it was very tough, I said, is it possible that later on in your acting career uh, or your singing career or your dancing career that there are going to be times when you, you're not in the right mood for it but your body kind of takes over and will do the right things at the right moment because you've practiced these things so often. And she said, yes, I got that. A few hours later, we were having dinner together with the family, and uh, my wife said to her, how are you doing, or how did you do today? And she changed her attitude completely, and she said, yeah, it's going well. She didn't say why, but I kind of sort of thought in the back of my mind, that must have clicked for her. She suddenly realized that, Moaning or complaining about a situation that wasn't exciting wasn't going to help her. And that having an attitude of, yes, every experience I have, even if it's a grind, is a learning experience. About uh, four days later, I went to see a rehearsal that they had, not a rehearsal, but a show that they put on to show what they had just been learning. And I thought, and my wife thought, that she was spectacular. It's absolutely amazing. Here's this 15-year-old. And uh, she's really growing, and she's much, much better than she was a few months ago. We talked a little bit about it. I talked about the concept of latent learning. Many times while we're learning new things, we go through a plateau experience where nothing seems to be improving. Nothing seems to be working. So we're just grinding through it, but we don't see any signs that the right things are happening. Well, the right things must have been happening for her. At that moment, she just didn't recognize it at that moment. So that's a normal, natural human condition. In other words, working through a process that's not exciting for a period and where we don't feel that we're progressing, but in fact we are. We just don't recognize it. It's latent in us. It just hides itself. And then all of a sudden when the moment arrives, it pops up and it makes, makes, work, makes it worthwhile for us. And so part of having a quantum leap in our lives also is recognizing that we don't grow in a sort of sequential uh, routine or sequential direction. We don't know when it's going to suddenly pop out, when the moment is that we, we perform the way we really wanted to because we had been through that grind previously. And when the moment arrived, we were ready for it. That's the point that I wanted to make today. How does that sound, David? That's so beautiful. You know, I've experienced that certainly in the music space where yeah. uh, originally I was a drummer, which is a very physical kind of musical instrument, admittedly, and uh, somewhat primal. But I think the point is is that there's hours and hours of very slow practice. And what's odd is, is that you talk about the arc or the rhythm of improvement and then superimpose over that the recognizing of the rhythm of improvement and how it can discourage you or encourage you because they don't necessarily line up the way you expected. 
I think we've all had the experience where you practice, 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 whatever it is. It's tennis. It's this. It's that. It's even something in business. And nothing seems to be happening. And then suddenly it pops out. Or even the experience where, for example, you don't play tennis for a week or two like you usually do. And then when you come out fresh, it feels really, really natural. That's the thing that, that I recall from drumming. I would, I would, for whatever reason, not play for a few days and then uh, it would relax me in such a way and I would be letting go and the detachment and letting go and just coming in, not expecting a whole lot because I hadn't been working so hard at it. And, and suddenly it just, um, uh, I, I, it's so natural it was, with the acting as well. I think uh, it, it'll surprise you. You surprise yourself at times. So, but what, what really uh, is fascinating is this, the difference between recognizing or the distinction between exciting and the everyday uh, necessary work that's required to to go through quantum leap. I mean, yeah, and I like to use the word grind. It's like a grind. We grinding through it. No, I it's agree. Not with you. It's not a grind. It, it doesn't need to be that. Uh, that's yeah. I don't know where that word comes from. Um, yes, but well, it's, it's not. It's not moving smoothly like well-oiled wheels. Yeah. It's just sort of. It's, it's almost as though there's sand in the in the in the mechanism that stops it from moving. And part of what you're saying, I think, is that we have to get off of this idea that everything needs to be exciting, as you say, the fast food culture and the the adrenaline, and just be with the process. Exactly. Um, You know, in my own quantum leap coaching process, I'm now working on, and this is fascinating too, we'll have to do a whole show on this, is the language of how you create these goals, these key performance objectives, the, the macro planning, which is 12 months out, the more near field uh, planning, which is a month or even as short as a week out, and how you craft the language shapes how you think about it. Well, that could sound fairly, well, I won't, I hate to use the word boring, but I have to be there with that process. And it's not unlike a musician who has to be there with a process of practicing scales very slowly in order to achieve the goal of being able to play faster. So uh, there's many analogies to this. I'm, I'm right. Sorry. I'm just going back to it just to sum it up. Then. Yeah. River, river people might do these things very naturally, mm-hmm. but for the average kind of person like we are, uh, we have to set goals for ourselves and work through those longer-term goals. Yes. This is what the process looks like, and we need to recognize it and not be discouraged by those moments where nothing appears to be happening. I would say that that's the the summary or the aha experience that we need to go through in order to recognize that and not be discouraged by that, but to know that that's a normal, natural procedure that we're working on. And eventually achieving quantum leap goals require that kind of dedication in order to make it work, not give up because it just seems unpleasant for that moment or for that period of time. To realize that eventually it will just begin to work for us. It's a great aha for today. QuantumLeapCatalyst.com is Terry's website for more information on the work he does with yours truly and thousands of others across the world. Terry, thanks so much for being with me on this program and for being with me in general, in the world. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Look forward to it.